Before we dive into this podcast, I want to take a moment to guide you through some breath work. Now, the reason I want to start with this is that breath work has a powerful ability to allow us to have clarity of thought and to allow our nervous systems to go into a state of relaxation, which will allow us to focus better on what we're taking in from our environment. So start with me here. I want you to take a deep breath through your nose and then another deep breath through your nose while holding that. And then slowly exhale through your mouth. Let's do that again. So two deep inhales through your nose. Slow exhale through your mouth. One last time, two two deep inhales through your nose. One slow exhale through your mouth. Thank you for joining this in breathwork practice, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Rewiring Health. This podcast is for those of you who have an eating disorder, chronic pain, or both. In this channel, we'll dive deep into inspirational stories of those who have healed from both and also get into the mind-body connection and how we can heal the mind through the body and also heal the body through the mind. Come and join me on this journey. So here are the three ways I realized that my eating disorder and chronic back pain were absolutely connected. And let me just share a story first, uh, just what happened one day, and this is just one of many days, but I was driving to work and my work was an hour away from my home. I was working as a physical therapist, working with older adults. So a very physical job as it was. And I was driving an hour. I had my lumbar support pillow in the back of me. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I had some numbness and tingling going down my right leg, um, some shooting pains down the leg, and then just constant pain in the middle of my back. And as I was driving to work, about every 20 minutes, I would have to pull off, get out, try to stand up and stretch on the side of the road just to get back in my car and try to make it another 20 minutes to get to my job. And this happened over and over and over again. And no matter what I did, no matter how many exercises, stretches, positions I went into, it just never got better. And you can imagine for anyone who's experiencing this, how frustrating that is, because you don't have the choice just to not work that day. You don't have the choice just to rest and let it go. You have to continue on your life. So it's absolutely crucial to figure out what's going on and how do I get myself in a better place? And that's what I'm going to tell you about today is the realization that there are deeper rooted causes of pain beyond just the mechanical manifestations or the physical manifestations. And that's when I realized that the eating disorder I had for several years prior to my back pain was the root cause of the back pain I was experiencing. So the first way I realized that they were absolutely connected was that when I was more stressed, when I had more stress in my life, there was things going on that I felt like were out of my control. And I just couldn't seem to let my brain relax. I was always like tense and, and felt wired and, and couldn't sleep. And it's just, the stress was kind of eating at me at that time. Um, that's when my back pain would amplify. 
And there weren't any real reasons other than the stress because I hadn't done anything excessive. I hadn't done anything to really cause any more pain, um, like any kind of lifting, twisting. There was nothing that I did physically to make the pain worse. And it was the sheer correlation of when I was more stressed, I had more pain. When it increased, my pain increased just at the same rate as the stress did. And so I started seeing patterns of how the stress in my life was impacting the pain that I was experiencing. The second way I realized that my eating disorder and my chronic back pain were related is that when the stress was relieved, when there were times that I felt better and I didn't really have a lot of stress going in my life, the back pain subsided. And that really opened up my eyes. So when the stress was increased, the pain was increased. When the stress decreased, the pain was decreased. It never went away fully, but it just kind of ebbs and didn't, I didn't have the flare ups like I was having when I experienced the stress. The third way I realized that they were connected is that no matter what mechanical things I was doing, no matter what stretches I did, strengthening activities I did, how many pillows I put in the back of my back to put myself in a better position, no matter how well I slept or didn't sleep, um, as far as the positioning I was using, no matter how much heat, cold, whatever I was doing to help relieve the pain, it wasn't working. So all those mechanical ways that I tried to relieve the pain were just leaving me in the same position. There was nothing that was changing that pain. So I realized there has to be something more to this because everything I knew as a physical therapist to do to help myself get into a better place was not working. And that's when I realized there's a deeper rooted cause. And when I really had that realization is when I started working on getting myself into a place where I was in a more regulated state with my nervous system. So I implemented all the things that I read about. I listened to podcasts. I implemented everything I could think of. And that is when I first started noticing that my pain was subsiding. When I was addressing all the mindset uh, places I was in from my eating disorder, all the things I viewed myself, all the subconscious messages that I had given myself, everything that had been still very much within me from the eating disorder, even though I wasn't engaging in the same behaviors, I hadn't fully worked through what I had experienced and all the stress and the fear and the shame and the guilt that I had around my eating disorder. Only once I started tackling those and replacing some of those behavior, some of those um, mindset shifts and um, started really getting myself into a better place mentally. That's when I started having relief from the pain. And I implemented a lot of regulation tools to help myself get into a better place as far as the stress and what I was experiencing internally within my mind and my thoughts. And I also got more in tune with my body and recognizing how I needed to move within my body and to really get in tune with my breath and recognize what was serving me and what was not serving me, what boundaries I needed to set. I really just dove deep into everything that the eating disorder had essentially taken away from me and everything that it had left me with. And I started tackling piece by piece. And once I started doing that, the back pain subsided with it. And that was the real wake up call that I realized, wow, they are absolutely connected. 
And especially as I dove into the science, because I'm a really big science person, I want to know why I don't want to just be like, oh, yes, they're related. I need to know why and does it make sense? And does it physiologically make sense and neurologically make sense? And as I dove into that, that's when it solidified that absolutely the mindset and the mental part of the eating disorder had caused so much dysregulation in my system that now it had manifested physically. And only once I addressed the nervous system and allowed myself to get into a place of balance and homeostasis, only then did the pain reside, uh, start to reside. And only then did I start to experience relief. And that's when I realized this is absolutely related. So again, the three big things that I realized, and for anyone who's experiencing pain, who's maybe had a history of eating disorder, recognize if your pain increases with stress levels. Again, also recognize, does your pain some, seem to subside when you're not as stressed? And do mechanical things work for the pain? So if time itself does not relieve that pain, that may be an indication. And also if you're going through all the motions of any exercises, strengthening, heat, cold, no matter what it is, and even medication, if you're taking medication, the pain seems to come back after a long period of time, it is more likely that, that is, the root cause of that is your nervous system. And it's not necessarily tissue damage. It's not necessarily what's going on at the site of the pain. It's what's going on in your brain and your nervous system, the rest of your nervous system. And <clears throat> excuse me, what again, um, just to support that even more so is that when I had all that back pain, I went to a practitioner, got an x-ray of my spine, and they showed my disc kite at L4, L5, which is your lower back. And they said, at the time I was 25, they said, oh, your back is like a 50-year-old. You have about half the disc height that you should have. And so at that time, I just felt like I was at a loss. Like this is going to be my story forever that I'm always going to have back pain because there is mechanical damage. There's physiological damage to my spine. So I felt like that was the nail in the coffin. Like that's what's gonna lead me to having just more and more back pain as I go throughout life. But now knowing what I know, and in hindsight, it's so much clearer I understand that it does not matter what the mechanical damage necessarily is of your spine. It can contribute, but the root cause of this and, and many pain is related to the nervous system and how dysregulated it is. So the extent to which you have pain is not necessarily proportional to the amount of damage that you experience. My discite is still the same or even worse than what it was when I was 25. And I'm in my mid thirties now. And my pain is gone. I don't experience pain. So there is a, there's no correlation between your mechanical damage and what's there physiologically to what your actual experience is. And research supports this. There are many studies where people have x-ray of their spine done or an MRI of their spine, and they may have herniated discs or less disc height, and they report no pain versus Sometimes there's cases, and this is reported in the research, there are cases where people have a beautiful spine. You look at an x-ray or MRI, there's no damage, everything looks great, but they're reporting high levels of pain. And that is where we recognize that the nervous system is the root cause of that. The nervous system is what is sensitizing you to pain. So especially in the case of an eating disorder where you're living with fear, shame, guilt, 
a lot of negative self-talk, you're living with a perfectionist mindset, you're, you're very critical of yourself, you feel like you're never good enough, all those things contribute to a chronically dysregulated nervous system. And unless that is managed and dealt with, then now you start seeing more of the physical manifestations. And for me, it came out as chronic back pain, but for others, it may be migraines, headaches, um, it can be digestive issues, IBS, um, it can be reproductive issues, difficulty with getting pregnant, um, <clears throat> it can be decreased libido, uh, it can really manifest in many ways, autoimmune disorders are huge um, result as a, a result of a dysregulated nervous system. So again, coming back to that root cause where we see the combination of an eating disorder and chronic pain, we have to address the nervous system if we're, always, if we're ever going to expect any kind of long lasting results. So I hope that serves you, for, especially for anyone who is going through chronic pain and eating disorder. It's, it's really a complex thing to go through. And unless you understand what's going on within your body, there can just be a lot of frustration, anger, um, fear, hopelessness. There's a lot of bad feelings that go around that until you know what to do in the right path that you get, need to get on. And for me, working through the nervous system has been just a complete blessing in the ability for me to live a life that is not tethered by, by pain, not tethered by um, constant aching, inability to find a complete, uh, a comfortable position sleeping. So it really has been a complete blessing to have the tools to help myself get into a better place. So I hope this serves you. I hope this brings you some kind of comfort that whatever you're experiencing right now does not have to be forever. And if you're listening, please leave a review and any um, feedback you'd like to, I'd love to hear from you. Any questions, comments, I would love to uh, respond to you. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the channel and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rewiring Health. To get updates on new episodes on this channel, please subscribe. And to support the channel, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please write a review and rate it.